Hey everyone, so I know it is not Thursday, but I did want to record the last episode for this year, um, just because there's like so much going on, and basically we're just going to talk about this year, talk about a couple of things and some future plans that I have for this podcast next year, so without further ado, let's get into it. Well, guys, it is December 20th. This freaking year is almost done. Um, I was literally having this discussion with a with a friend of mine yesterday. Like, this has been the, the combination of the best and worst year of my life. Like, it was supposed to be a really good year. You know, like, this year was really supposed to be my year. And there was just a lot of months where that was just not the case. But, you know, I'm trying to look on the bright side and, like, overall, this year was an okay year, you know? Um, I really thought it was going to be my year because I had moved out in January and I thought things were going to start looking up. I had gotten a promotion at work. You know, I wasn't in my toxic household anymore. I was going to go back to school. I was going to get financial aid back together. I was going to work on my credit score. You know, I wasn't worried about any little boy or anything like that. I was getting along with my roommates. And then as the year progressed, it just snowballed from there like like um you know I talked about it in my life update video but um what I want to talk about in the podcast is a little bit more deeper than what I talked about in my life update video um on YouTube um like the feelings that I was going through and like how I got through all of that so um I've I've hinted at it but I've never really directly addressed it but from April to basically end of July, I was going through a manic episode, and um, it was caused by a number of things, stress financially, with my roommates, with my family, with friends. Um, there was just a lot going on. <laughs> I just, nothing was going as I wanted it to, and... Um, it sucks, you know? I was like, okay, like, I don't have, like, I had my cousin, like, my older cousin, that's my fucking best friend, like, I love that bitch, like, she helps me out a lot, but, like, she also had a lot of her things going on, so I was like, I don't want to depend on her for help, like, I said I was going to move out, I said I was going to do this on my own, you know, I said I had this and this and that, so, like, I need to get, get it together, you know? But I will say, like, the last couple of years, I felt pretty alone. I haven't felt like I've had a good support system, which is not the case at all. But because of these mental illnesses that I have, these episodes that I go through, my thought process, I have to work twice as hard to remind myself, no, like you do have a support system. Like you do have people that love and care about you and want to see you succeed and want to see you happy. Like, and I would say, like, shout out to my high school friends, like, Star and Ashika and Mason. Like, those are my babies. I talk to them about everything. Like, 
literally everything like if I'm having an issue I'm gonna go to those bitches like I love them um they're always there when I need them even when they're super busy you know they make time they have truly been like my my really good friends during this trying year and in years past since we've all graduated from high school um they are a testament to me to like keep reminding myself that I I do have like friends and I do have people who care about me um, but I will say this year is probably the year that I felt the loneliest. Like I felt like I didn't have anyone because the thing about me is I don't want to bother people with my issues. Right. And I like to try to solve everything on my own before I go speak to other people. Like if I'm speaking to you, just know like you were my last resort. Like I'm now like at a place where like I don't know what the fuck to do. So now I'm going to you. You know, that was kind of how I was this year. Like, talking to people was not... And as much as I love to talk, you know, talking to people about my issues and stuff is not something I took pride in. Like, yeah, that's what your friends are for and stuff like that. But I didn't want people to think that I was struggling, that I was weak, you know, that I wasn't doing good. Because I deeply, deeply believe in the evil eye. And I do believe in moving in silence and not letting every single person know what you're up to which is ironic because you know I am a content creator in some ways I do not have the same privacy you know um that others have but um I create my boundaries you know what I'm saying so with that being said and with all the friendship shit that went on this year it's been really tough, you know? I've just, a lot of days, sat in my room and thought about it and was like, damn, like, I have no friends. I don't have any best friends. All my friends, all my, like, close friends are away at college and, like, super busy. And, like, that's another thing. Like, being an adult, like, I'm 20 now, and one of the things that I had to do, one of the hardest things I had to do this year was to reconcile with the fact that we're not in high school anymore which I fucking hated high school but like it's not you know that's not the point we're not in high school anymore so we don't have the same like time schedules everyone is on a different schedule you know and they no longer have the same amount of time as they used to when we were 16 you know we're all 20 21 now like it's different like we're going to have to work to make time for each other now. Like, it's not just going to come naturally because, you know, we're not on the same schedule. So that's been really, really hard for me to try to get through my thick skull. Like, I'm really not going to see these people every day anymore. I'm really not going to be able to talk to them every day like I wanted to, you know. Um, So that's kind of what I've been struggling with. And my friends are amazing. And they're always like, no, like, don't worry about it. Like, we're always here for you and stuff like that. Like, those are those are my those are my babies. That's why they're my babies. But um, on top of the, the shitty ass friend situation that happened with the fucking white people from Boca and Plantation, wherever the fuck they were from, Broward. Um, it just really turned me off into like making new friends. But then I started working at um, a job on campus over over the summer in August. And there are like three people that I met there that I'm still talking to. And like, we're really good friends. And like, oh, I love them. 
Like, I always go to them sometimes, you know, when I'm having some issues and they give me some really good insight. And, um, no, four people, sorry. Um, four people there that I really do appreciate. And, um, you know, when school started, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try my best to not just be like a commuter. Like I did when my first semester at FAU, you know, just go to school, don't do nothing, but go to class and then leave and then get upset that I don't have any friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that to be my story. Like, I see it all the time on social media. I'm like, do you even try to make friends? Because if all you do is go to class and sit in your dorm and go to the dining hall, the chances of you making a friend you know, is very slim. Like, you have to join orgs. You need to work on campus. You need to go to events. You need to go to parties. You need to, like, approach people. You can't just expect that it's going to fall into your lap, you know? You got to work for your friendships in college. You do. And that is something that I heard as an advice before I even entered college, and I really do want to reiterate that. You need to work for your friendships in college. None of you are on the same schedule unless you're in the same degree program, which even then, you know, um, you're all got your own shit, your own trauma, your own friendship groups and everything going on. Like you really do have to work for your friendships and that's just all a part of being adult, you know, um, I never really explicitly talked about this in either my YouTube videos or my podcast, but in in June, I came out as bisexual, so that's that was something that I was dealing with, you know, just um, uncoupling from the shame and the inner homophobia that I had within me um, that I accumulated for, you know, years because I grew up in a religious household and, you know, I was always sort of told, like, you know, same-sex marriages and loving someone of the same sex is a sin, you'll go to hell it's not um normal stuff like that um but you know what and like thinking back on it like I've always liked both genders you know um I I think I liked girls a little bit more when I was younger um what girls don't you know when you're exploring your sexuality but I think I I like them like them um and then I started getting into boys which has just been my downfall (laughs) let me stop but um Yeah, I've been really, like, that's what I would say, like, moving out was really the best decision I could have done for myself because it allowed me to have so much freedom. Like, if I was still in my parents' house having this um, epiphany, it would not have ended up the same. Like, when I came out, you know, I came out with so much, like, love and support from, like, friends and family. Um, Not my parents, but, like, my other family members, like, my niece and my cousins and stuff like that. Um, Those are the only people who really know. Like, I don't plan on speaking to any of my other family about it because it's really none of their business. Um, Straight people don't have to come out, so I don't see why I have to. I just felt like I wanted to come out because I thought it would be cute because it was Pride Month and it was something that I needed to do for myself. But as far as coming out to family, overrated, not doing it. Um, If they found out, they find out, but I don't care, you know? Um, So that's another thing I had to come in terms with. And I talked about this um, because I started going to um, group therapy, like support groups. And I said, um, you know, I really had to come into terms that if I end up marrying a a woman, um, I would not have my family there because they're extremely homophobic and really conservative and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, like... 
I don't know, maybe my mom would be hurt that I didn't even try to invite her because my mom was a lot more open than, like, my dad. But, you know, I just thought about, like, how no one would really be there that's, like, in my my circle, except for, like, my three family members that I'm still in contact with, you know? And I'm okay with that. That's something that, you know, I had to be okay with, and I'm completely fine with that. I have no issues whatsoever, you know? Say la vie. Um, but being, like, coming out as bisexual is one of the things that has happened this year that has really made me feel like I'm living my truth. Like, I'm doing... Oh, I'm gonna cry, because, like, I'm so happy, like, now I'm not hiding, you know? I'm not hiding myself. Like, I'm finally being the Noadia that I've always wanted to be. Like, I'm out here, I'm in school, I'm working, I'm being bi and proud, I'm partying, I'm, you know, I'm living my best life, I'm traveling, I have amazing friends, and I, I don't know, like, today I just woke up feeling, like, on top of the world. Like, yesterday I went to a birthday party and it was fucking so crazy. I love my friend. She hosts the best functions. But um, I didn't go to bed until fucking almost 5 a.m., but that's because I was with someone. But, like, today I just woke up and I was like, no one can tell me nothing. Like, I'm on top of the motherfucking world right now. Like, life is good. Life is good. You know, for a little while after coming down from my manic episode and not, like, going back to a depressive episode and continuing the cycle of, like, mental illness and, like, not being well, I, you know, it was just okay. Like, um, I think for, like, maybe two weeks in September, I was, like, the happiest I had been, like, all year or rather since, like, you know, my birthday or anything like that. But... You know, those two weeks in September when I had, like, 50 events to go to or something like that, it was so fun. Like, I like being busy. I like going out. I like meeting new people. Like, this is what I was meant to do. That's what we are here to do. And those two weeks were so fucking fun. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, that was, (laughs) those two weeks made me realize a lot. And then after that, I kind of was just like, okay, you know, I'm going to my classes, I'm going to work, both my jobs, I'm doing my 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 homework, I'm going out occasionally now at this point, I'm hanging out with my family, um, I had to make some tough financial decisions this year to get back on track, but everything I did, I did with a purpose, and I had a reasoning behind everything I did this year, and like... I am so proud from where I came from to where I am now. Like, now, like, right now, like, I'm happy. I'm genuinely content. Like, I could say that the month of December has been quite all right, you know? I don't know if it's my crystals, if it's the, you know, the brief prayers I've been praying, you know? But things are, they're good. And I haven't been good You know, in a very long time. I've been okay. I've been numb. You know, nothing's wrong, but nothing is super good either for a really long time. And now I'm getting into the place where things are good. Like, I just, 
<laughs> like things are looking up, like opportunities are opening for me. And like, I'm going on a trip in like three days to one of the places I've always wanted to go for the longest time. Like if you know me and I like, it's one of the two places I always talk about going to. And I'm finally going, I'm going with my favorite fucking person in the world, my cousin. So I'm excited. Like I'm done looking at life as if like life had no meaning, you know, because during the summertime and basically like for a majority of this year, I was really just, you know, not okay with life. Like I was just going through life like a zombie, like the rest of these adults who don't know what to do with their life or don't have their shit together, which let's be honest, nobody has their shit together. And I'm not saying by any means, like I have my shit together, but I do believe I'm here for a purpose, you know, like I feel like I have a purpose here. Like, life isn't meaningless. So, like, I'm not just here stressing and doing all this stupid shit for no reason. Um, like, I changed my fucking major, which I never thought I would do. Like, I always kind of told myself, no, you won't change your major. You got this. But because of stupid circumstances at my school, and that's fine. Certain schools are this way. I switched my major, and now I'm so much more happier with my classes and my decisions, and I feel like I'm going to have a better college experience. And I just kind of felt like like stuff like that is the kind of decisions that are making me happier day by day, like switching my major so I don't stress the fuck out over classes because I absolutely refuse to be stressed over college. I won't do it. I was stressed the entirety of high school, especially junior and senior year, because I was in the international baccalaureate program, um, it's just not worth it. It's not, because a degree is a degree. Let's really think about it, no matter where you get it. So why am I going to be stressing myself out when I could be taking an easier route, you know? And, you know, just doing extra stuff, but stuff that makes me happy. I don't want to be... You know, I was a psych major before, and now I'm doing social work. So I'll just give you an example. Like, the social work um, is more liberal for me. I've never been a math, science kind of person. And what I discovered that is being a psych major or any kind of science major at FAU is, like, they focus so much on research, math, and science. And that's not me. I want to do clinical and practical work. I want to help people. I don't want to sit behind a screen all day and look at numbers. That's not me. So the classes they had us taking, the prereqs, which are notorious for being, you know, to determinators of who's going to stay in the major and who's not, like, survival of the fittest. Like, no, I'm not doing that shit. This is not fucking med school. This is a fucking psychology program. Psychology is supposed to be one of the easiest majors you could take. And you tell me you have me taking the same goddamn classes you got with the fucking health science and pre-med track people? Please. No. Like, stuff like that is just, like, decisions that like that have made me so much more happier switching my major because i'm not dealing with it creating boundaries cutting people off making amends there's just a lot that i've done recently that i'm really happy with you know there's nothing i've done recently that i don't regret like my ex i finally 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 sometime this year i think it might have been in september 
you know, disconnected the fucking trauma bond that I had with him, you know, and maybe it was by the miracle of therapy or it was time and not seeing him or talking to him all the time. But we had spoken the other day because he had given me some money back in April to help me out with my rent. I finally was able to pay him back. God bless. And I kind of just sent him a little note and I was like, hey, like, thanks so much. You know, sorry, it took so long. And he texted me. And he was like, why didn't you just text me? And I was like, what? And he was like, why didn't you just text me what you said? I was like, well, because your number isn't saved. And I just wanted to send you the money and go. Like, I always told myself, like, as soon as I pay him back, like, he's done. Like, he's out of my life for good. Like, I'm done with him. Like, I honest to God mean it. Like, I know last year in my car talk plus T video, I was like, oh, I never go back to my ex. Dumb bitch. You went back multiple times. Um, But, like one thing about it was this time I truly mean it and I so what it took five times for me you know to actually leave to actually be done the point of the matter is I'm done <laughs> amen like I love it when you finally get over that person that you've been stuck on for like years you know months like I've been stuck on this man for the past two years no matter who came in and out of my life like, I had a couple of crushes here and there, but, like, that man was, like, number one. Like, the love of my life. I truly believe he he was my first love, but I know now, like, it was toxic. It wasn't healthy. It was manipulative. It was abusive in every single way. Um, and I'm no longer sick to the point where I would go back to my abuser. I just won't. And I know him. And I know if we had a discussion about all the fucked up shit that he put me through, you know, he would just kind of try to play it off, try to make it seem like it's consensual, try to make it seem like it wasn't as bad as I was making it out to be. And he knows he's toxic. He knows he's not necessarily a good person. He knows he's broken and he has a lot of shit to work on. And he knows he put me through the ringer because we've had multiple conversations about that. And I just feel like until he owns up and actually acknowledges the fact that he was a fucking trash person there's you know there's nothing for us to talk about i'm not gonna block him his number was never saved he's pretty good at not texting me ever so let's just go my separate way and if he texts me again in the future then he'll get blocked but i'm really in a place where he's like yeah fuck you (laughs) like i don't need you anymore like i don't feel like the incessant need to speak to you like I'm released. Like, yes, I didn't have to go to one of the witches to get a fucking cord cutting ceremony done. Like, I did that all on my own. Like, I'm free of you. (laughs) Like, God is good. God is so good. And it's just like the men this year. Like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm really proud of myself for like setting boundaries in, in that case. It's like, yeah, I had a crush on one of my friends with benefits, and I told him, he knows, but that was just because he was being super fucking nice, you know, and I have daddy issues, and, like, any man that gave me any ounce of kindness or did something for me that my father has never done or my ex has never done, I was like, oh, my God, like, amazing, you know, like, (laughs) bare minimum, and then there was another guy, he tried to try me and play with me, and be like, try to beat around the bush and be like, oh, you're too far away from me. Like, bitch, I'm 30 minutes. 30 minutes is far? I guess. 
like I don't know but like stuff like that I was like I cut him off after that like we're still we're talking again now like we're cool but like shit like that was just not okay like don't play with me don't waste my time and that's what I've realized this year it's like guys like to waste time they like to waste their time and everyone else's time if you know what you want (laughs) if you know what you don't want just say that if you didn't want to come see me because it's too much of a trek for you so be it if i'm not the girl that you think is worth traveling 30 minutes for just say that don't have me sitting here thinking everything is good and you leading me on and then i try to keep inviting you over to my house and you just give me an excuse every time like that's not okay and that's one thing i've hated like from the men this year it's like Y'all do all these mind-fucking games. Speak with your chest. You afraid the girl gonna cut you off? As she fucking should. Why are we wasting any time this year? I ain't got time to play with you. Play with your mama. Don't play with me. You know? Like, we're not gonna... We're not doing that. Moving on from that, another fucking guy, like, he just... He was just super immature and there was an incident in the bedroom that just did not end well and then he was going back home for the summer and I was like fuck this like I'm not keeping in contact like we don't need to keep in contact like that's I and then I would see him on campus like I was oh my god I ran into this negro so many times on campus and I was like I never I'm really debating on talking to someone on campus Um, ever again because that was so fucking annoying every fucking event I went to that nigga was there most recently I went to a basketball game um with my mentee and um I look up because someone is like trying to talk to me and it's this big ass dude it's the dude and I'm like oh my god and I'm like hey and he's like hi trying to make small talk he's like how are you I'm only gonna stay for a little while at the game because I have homework to do and I'm like okay cool like and I'm thinking in the back of my head we do not have to do this we could have just said hi and kept it pushing you sitting here trying to have a conversation with me and I could care less like we do not we don't have to do this babes it's i promise you it's all right no beef no hard feelings it's gonna be all right (laughs) but um yeah that was so funny to me he sat like right in front of me and i was dying the entire time like i just ignored his presence um as i do a lot of people but um i just thought it was funny and i was like oh my god i can't get away from this shit um yeah and there was another guy I talked to so many people this year. I'm just giving you guys, like, a couple of examples. There was another guy. Um, he was playing with me. And um, in the beginning, we had a conversation about, like, our schedules and stuff. And I was like, oh, like, honestly, I don't know if, like, I'll have a lot of time to, like, hang out with you and stuff like that because I'm super busy. And he was like, well, you make time for what you want. And I was like, you're right, you're right. So after that first conversation that we had, I started making more time for him. But you know what he didn't do for me in return? Make time for me. And that was kind of, like, my last straw because then I realized, you know what? No idea. You're being a dumb bitch. You're making time for all these people who will not make time for you, especially these men. So, uh, you know, I match energies. If you want to act fucking funny, 
we're gonna be fucking goofy you know like that jt auto um that live that she had she was like if you're gonna be dead wrong i'm gonna be dead or wrong <laughs> like that shit was so funny or something like that i think she said but um i cut him off and he came back like you know, I'm I'm all for second chances, but you gotta you gotta prove yourself. I'm not gonna be chasing you up and down. You know what I'm saying? I got my own shit going on, especially with spring semester coming up and I have so much shit to do. I'm not gonna be chasing you. I'm not I'm not gonna be blowing up your phone. Like Megan said, I'm not gonna be the one uh chasing after you and blowing up your phone about no. Not not doing it. We're too grown. We're not just can't <laughs> i just don't have the energy for that shit no more the last negro ruined it all for all of you guys i don't have the 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 goal the patience the audacity like i need two more years of rejuvenation before i could go back to chasing men again if i ever go back to chasing like i'm not i just can't do it i just can't i can't justify it all i see is red flags like red flag red flag red flag red flag like no like that's you gotta set boundaries, guys. Like, if people want to play with your time, cut them the fuck off. Or if they're moving different, just stop talking to them. And they're gonna come back. They're gonna be like, "Oh, dang, I haven't heard from so and so in a while." And trust me, it was hard in the beginning. But at a certain point, you are gonna get real tired of people playing with you and your time. That you're just gonna be like, "Okay, I'm gonna sit back and observe and see how you move." And that's exactly what I did. And you're gonna be okay that. You gotta be okay with the fact that these people might not come back. They might not want to reconcile. And I was okay with that. With this particular person, I was like, if we never speak again, that'll be fine. Because I do not care. I don't have the time or the patience. People come and go. It was nice knowing you. It was a good month and a half, you know? But I got better shit to do. And the fact of the matter is, I don't even want a relationship right now. So, for any little guy that I meet to come and like try to waste my time like that, you're getting cut the fuck off. I don't have time. I do not have the time. I do not have the time is literally what you have to tell yourself because after wasting two years on a guy just for it to all mean absolutely nothing and a year, I, like I have to be in therapy for the rest of my life because of those two years, like I'm telling y'all it's not worth it. Protect your peace, your groove, your heart, and your boundaries. And I promise you, you'll start seeing changes. Because I felt a lot more better when I started cutting people off. When you practice healthy detachment, now I'm not saying be avoidant, because that's unhealthy. When you healthy detach from people, when you do it in a way where you're not obsessed with them, because a lot of people have obsessive personalities, or you're not obsessed with talking to them every day or hearing back from them immediately, you will live your life so good. Oh my God, it is so freeing to not sit there every day and be like, oh my God, when is he gonna text me? When is she gonna text me? Oh my God, we haven't hung out in like three weeks. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, no, I wasn't sitting there crying and throwing up. I was quite literally going to work, going to school. I didn't, had not thought about that person. Like, I was doing my own damn thing. Quite literally like that. You have to live your life like that. Because I think a lot of us, and this is where you get your trauma bonds and stuff like that. We have unhealthy attachments to people, you know? And a lot of people feel like they don't owe you nothing. So detach, babes. Detach is what I learned this year. A lot of detachment. Um, 
Yeah, man. Besides the guys, the the friendship thing was really a big thing this year. Um, I kind of just realized, like, I don't really have any best friends because I really had to pull myself out of the the fucking sewage this year. No one else did that but me. No one else. I have some really good friends. I have close friends. I have, like, work friends and acquaintances, but mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, I was literally just talking to my um, my younger cousin. I was like, honestly, I just, I'm at a point where I'm done having best friends. Because the definition of friend has changed so much over the last three years for me. And I just feel like no one was giving me the same energy that I was giving them. And we could be cool. We're going to stay cool. But I'm not going to keep being the one to fix shit phone works both ways we've all been busy it's all been a fucking snowball of a year and i get it i understand but um when i needed people and no one was there for me and then i still had people calling me like their best friend and shit and i'm looking at it like Bitch, where the fuck were you when I wanted to die this year? Like, don't call me your best... Like, I'm not your best friend. Like, no. So, I've just been setting boundaries in all aspects of my life. Even with my family. Like, there's certain stuff that, like, I love my mom, but she wants to call me all the time. I'll text her. I'll I'll, I'll answer her calls every once in a while. And this is something I had to work on with my therapist. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to speak to my mom every day. Because that's what she was expecting. No. I'd say I set boundaries on every single thing in my life. Like, my work people, like my coworkers, after an incident that happened um, in fucking, I don't even, like, two months ago or a month ago, um, I've decided to keep work life and personal life separate. There's only one person there that I really talk about my personal life with because she's not fucking messy. But, um... I just, I learned my lesson. I learned, I had to learn my lesson way too many fucking times this year. So I'm completely good. I'm good off of all of that. I've just been turned off by so many things this year that I'm just going to do better next year. I'm going to do so much better because I know better. But um, this year has taught me so much. It really has. Like, for instance, I like athletes. Like, I've never been the girl to be like, oh, my God, like, I want an athletic boyfriend. Or, like, I want an athlete. Like, child, when I tell you I've been attracted to all the athletes or attracting all athletes, and I'm just like, is God or the universe trying to teach me patience? Because dating an athlete is not for the week. I'm going to let y'all know now. I'm going to let y'all know now. It's not for the week, okay? You got you got to have some real patience. Patience. Like, I just, that shit killed me. Like, oh, my God. I just don't know if I can do that. But I seem to only attract athletes right now. So, yeah, it was so funny. Uh, I seem to be in athletes and Greek men specifically black greek men you know the alphas and the the oh and the kappas those are my babies those are my babies oh my god just thinking about it but yeah i've discovered a lot of things about myself like i hate you like i hate that i had to be resilient this year but i am resilient um i know my ability to bounce back is pretty strong my ability to turn things around and see 
things as optimistic is better like now i'm spending more time with my family like i'm showing them that i love them like you know things are really looking up and my wish for everyone as this year comes to a close is that um you get some kind of closure on whatever issues you were having or that next year you start to heal and you start to work on those things that hurt you this year and you just improve and grow as a person um like i said by no means is my life you know perfect and i'm not saying it is but it's a hell of a lot better than where it was a year ago a couple months ago a couple weeks ago you know the goal is to always level up and grow so now um Next year, I'm thinking I definitely want to get back on my content grind. I want to be able to get back to a place where I'm not having as many depressive episodes. None at all would be, you know, great. Um, You know, I have therapy on deck, so that's good. Um, I do want to get back to making regularly scheduled content for you guys. I do miss like giving podcasts and stuff. So um, I don't necessarily know what the next year holds or whatever. It really just depends on with what I got everything going with sorry with everything i got going um we'll just see but i hope to make the same kind of content for you guys um because i have a lot of funny stories i just don't want to get into it now because that's this was just like a year in review episode but um you know still story times you know throwback to the first episode which we hit our one year anniversary um story times you know tips opinions back to being the crazy and the weird with no idea because I do miss making that kind of content. So, as always, guys, um, have a great, amazing day. And have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I hope that the next year is prosperous and everything is in abundance for you.